Oh, I think they just changed it. So oh, there the, is, the, the I think thumbnail. it's just going to say content or something like that. Uh, that I think that's like the waiting. Uh, Do you want me to adjust the, the webcam? So uh, uh, oh, wait, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just well, there's no like, real. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's like on there. Yourself just yeah. a little bit. How's like that? That's good. Hello, hello, <laughs> and hello. Yes. It's been a while since we did one of these podcasts. Uh, um. Just I forget to, how to do this. Here, just to make it, uh, we're, we're going to hold for sound yeah, for, so for 10 sound. seconds. Welcome, everybody, to RCR Podcast number 100. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And I'm Brad the Bard. Hi, this, Brad. This is uh, my good friend, Brad, who we've been trying to get on the show forever. He is a musician, a uh, mixed martial artist, a podcaster with his own channel. Hit him with the channel name. Yeah, so it's Bard of All Trades on YouTube as well. Maybe they can drop it in the description. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot that you can learn from his channel with regards. Put this up? Yeah, you yeah. can do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's uh yeah there's a lot you can learn about like brazilian jiu-jitsu and just a lot of interesting like music uh musicians who are who drop by on the podcast of uh pennsylvanian extraction <laughs> and yeah originally the reason why the rcr podcast has not been around let me explain real quick is for one um uh well brian as you explained on the bar at all one word uh no brad el bard is like my handle um, but I'm 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 putting up your thing for YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, uh, it's all there. There you go. So, uh, basically, as Brian explained on social media, it's basically that uh, a combination of factors. One being that uh, he's been in, currently engaged in uh, picking up Appalachian Trail through hikers, and that has been a very time-consuming thing to just be a good guy who picks up Appalachian Trail through hikers. Um, the other reason has been that we had planned for our 100th episode to take place in this restaurant that we really enjoy, and we just haven't been, uh, haven't gotten around to like actually trying to make that happen because so much has been going on yeah. that, and now it's like we've spent so much time trying to make episode 100 special yeah. in some way that it doesn't, it, we, we just have kind of neglected to do the show at all. Mm -hmm. And so now I figure like the special one will be a random episode, like the Simpsons 139th episode spectacular. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like, you know, it's, there's nothing special about this other than that. My longtime dear mm -hmm. good friend, Brad, uh, who some might remember was my guitarist for my first, uh, for the first RCR track album. Day, yeah. <laughs> tra track list, bro. Oh, which yeah, is, yeah. which, uh, was briefly like number 25, like best selling comedy album on Amazon for like an hour nice. because it updated every hour. Yeah. And so like, Pretty it had neat. a very like quick burst of sales to get on the chart and then it was gone uh -huh. and then it, uh, completely. And it, did the same thing on iTunes. It was like number 47 or something. And uh, so, yeah. And he also appeared in the Another Mustang Crash music video um, in the behind the scenes of the making of the Trackless Bro video, which is all over on the Prime channel. So, yeah, it's good to have you, Brad. Yeah, um, we it's good to be here finally. We spent the day, uh, well, do, do we doing his uh, vehicle. Doing his vehicle. We Which don't want to be, be up, up, up on the channel uh, probably in a few weeks. Yeah, in a few weeks. We're not going to get into specifics, but it's a very unique video that I think um, 
it's something that I think some people have wanted us to drive for a while, but yeah, um, yeah it'll be very interesting and I can't wait for you guys to like see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyone that like briefly walks over to my YouTube channel immediately kind of get yeah. <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it at that. It's funny because it's like threatening a thunderstorm here. And so, yeah, it's I don't been know. trying to rain all day. Thankfully, we got all our filming in before the rain started. Yeah. It's got a dump. I was supposed to, like, right before we started filming, I got a text from a hiker. It's like, hey, can you take me to like somewhere north of, like, I don't know, like Crumbsville or something like that, which yeah. is a real Pennsylvania name. <laughs> Crumbsville is a real place. Crumbsville. Um, but, uh, I said, no, I have to work. And I guess I got to write with somebody else. But we have, I've never seen a, a hiker bubble like this before. Um, it's been I, amazing. I must have, I must have shuttled about a hundred. You people. give them your phone number and stuff? Like if, in case they need you and stuff? They're, yes. Um, <clears throat> the hikers are very good about personal information. Yeah. And also, uh, they do a lot through uh, this one app called uh, Gut Hook. Gut uh, hook. Gut hook. So that's like the app for the AT. It's an interesting app in that it's 60 bucks. So <laughs> it's and there's no ads or anything, not that I know of, but I never yeah. bought it because it was sixty dollars. Yeah. But it's sort of like Google Maps combined with Reddit. Um, so wherever you click on like places on the map, a little sort of message board will come up and people can leave messages like, hey, so and so was here, I'm checking in, stuff like that. And then also, who are people ask? Well, who are the the, the shuttle hikers? So, uh, my name on the trail is Eddie. Um, so my trail name, everybody has trail names. Yeah. Um, and everyone has a story. So even though my name is Brian on the Appalachian Trail, I'm Eddie because I gave a ride to the sweet old lady who was hiking with her little dog, and she kept calling me Eddie all day. <laughs> so now I'm Eddie. Oh, there you go. And I just sort of, and then she put, and then she listed me in Gut Hook as Eddie. So yeah, going back now. Nah. Yeah. So, so I was. What's so, the what's the coolest like trail name you've heard? Um. Uh. Hot stuff. <laughs> There's usually a hot stuff every year. Yeah, but this one <laughs> kid one. Uh, fell into the campfire, so he was hot stuff. <laughs> you, you you earn a trail name uh, by doing something usually stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's um, funny. There was another guy named Crime Scene. Oh, because he hiked. He was ever. Some people get a theme going on. He liked hiking in white shirts. I mean, you can buy athletic white shirts, but whatever. He had a white shirt on, but he like got cut on his leg or something like that. And he like looked at it and then didn't think that he just then went like this. Oh, so yeah. So then he wiped blood, his own blood <laughs> over himself. Crime and scene. then it got worse because he started sweating and going everywhere. Oh, yeah. And so there was like these bloody handprints all over yeah. him. And then someone said, dude, you look like a crime scene. And then someone says, trail name. Yeah. Like, crime scene now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> hmm. Um, so the way we normally do this is well, I mean, you saw the show. We're like mm -hmm. yak for a while, and then we'll answer their questions. Yeah, wait yeah, for yeah, the. It's been question. a while since I drank whiskey. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so maybe I'll have a little bit more. Maybe later. I don't know. See, I did the sober October challenge last year, and I just my this thing I had to give up was um, sugar and alcohol, and uh, other smokable things. So I when I came out of it and also my physical challenge was, what was it? Yeah, it was 50 push-ups. A so day? I was at once just like, Oh, just to do just it. Just to do it. Just yeah. to crank them out. 
and uh, uh, I didn't get it on like the last day or like the November 1st. Mm -hmm. and, like, yeah. and then I couldn't do it anymore. My, my chest hurt so much. And then I had to do it like an extra day of not doing anything because I don't get to have a drink or do anything until I, yeah, until I do this. So, it, yeah. um, but after that, I just stopped. I like lost my thirst for, you know, alcohol. And it's only recently that I, that I actually started enjoying it again. But, you know, I never really had a big tolerance and now it's like nothing. So, I mean, I guess it's economical. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Makes sense. Um, I'm a lightweight myself, so I'm a cheap date and I yeah. like it that way. Yeah, that's such a weird thing because people think, oh, like if you work out and you're in shape, you must have good like endurance because yeah. there's you have a lot of muscle and it's like it's not it doesn't yeah. really work that no, way. My, like i i process things really quickly like it, like i get drunk fast and i sober up quick okay like i metabolize it all really quickly uh, yeah that's how my body works nice yeah so i also i need, I need really some water, fast, yeah. need water? i'm uh, I, I have this water. Water. thanks though. i'm good okay. yeah um so i my brother got married at the end of july congratulations thank yeah, you so much sure. um it was in new orleans and it was a very interesting ceremony because it was very much um, like they they did a lot of um, New Orleans sort of traditions. You know, there was the jumping of the broom. There was uh, where, you know, you literally jump over a broom. Uh, <laughs> like, the second like a line. Limbo, like, a, like, a, uh, like a, what do you call it? The limbo stick? Almost like a, uh, yeah. yeah. The, um, except you're just, it's on the floor and you're jumping over oh, it. Okay. And so, so they're not lifting it higher and higher. Yeah, <laughs> I forget the exact exact history behind it. I wish I could remember because it was really nice. Um, the speech went well that I had to give. I plan on making like a diary video about it, um, the whole experience, but it's interesting because uh, we went on some like haunted on like a haunted tour, which was basically the explanation is like if you are anywhere in like New Orleans in the French Quarter, you're probably in somewhere haunted. It, it, there are a lot of really uh, grotesque stories that I won't get into, but needless to say, um, avoid talk of or, or avoid Lalori Mansion at all costs <laughs> um, because that is just. Like the story's coming out of that thing. That's yeah. just too gruesome. But um, I don't know. Went to just enjoy a lot of different cuisines and just hang out with family. And it's strange to kind of be in New Orleans when you don't drink anymore because it's like yeah, the whole no reason doubt. you're there is to, <laughs> you know, it's like if you're not drinking, what are you really Healthy doing? But there, yeah. Man. But it was a beautiful wedding, a beautiful ceremony. I'm so happy to have like new people in my family. I was so happy to share that experience with so many people that I love. Um, and I just, I don't know. It's, I did some car spotting over and I posted some of it over on my Instagram. Hello to Tony Airlines. Hello to Tony Airlines. Oh snap. You told me to follow that guy on Instagram. Yeah. I he has do. a great, he, he has a great Instagram. Yeah. Um, oh, um, somebody said uh, Brad's mic is hot. So I'm potting my uh, Brad down a little bit. Uh, let us know. Let loud guy. Yeah. I normally eat the mic, so I'm like right up on it. So maybe I'll pot myself down a little bit more. It's um, yeah, as far as I can think of like New Orleans wise, I think that's, oh, I also got these like, um, it's maybe like one or $2, but oh, well, um, is one of these little like, 
charms Mm -hmm. this one is for peace i have an orange one that's for creativity and they were both in my pocket and they were and maybe it's a placebo effect but i thought like i wrote some of the some really good stuff while i had them in my pocket like the whole um adulthood versus childhood rant from the last video that you ended up like riffing on too Mm -hmm. with doing your because that's how collaboration works there you go um but uh i was just happy to see that people really enjoyed that so Mm -hmm. yeah um and you were in Oshkosh. Yeah, oh, I went wow. to Oshkosh <laughs> to look at airplanes. And the entire time, not a Real car. Big by Manny Fresh was playing in my head. <laughs> um, because the money there was, it, it, it became so big. It's, I became, I had this conversation with um, Jess McAndrew about how, the wealth at Oshkosh is way beyond the car world. Cause like you'll run into a few cars at Carlisle or something like that, which are six figures. Yeah. But then you go to Oshkosh and like, this is a King air 360. This is a $5 million plane. And you're like, huh? Mm, and over yeah. here is a Cirrus vision jet, your own personal jet, but it's really tiny. And it's not like a Learjet. It's not, we're not talking golf streams here, but it's like your own, it looks like a little fighter jet. Yeah. <laughs> this is $3.8 million. And you get inside, it looks like a car seat. It's like a Tesla on the inside. It's all screens, it's space age. And everybody there is super nice. Is that monitor acting up on you? Yeah. It'll come back. Don't all worry right. about it. You don't have to use it. It's, eh. I'll, it was, it was a stupid purchase, one of these portable monitors. Uh, and uh you see the little uh, you got a battery pack sound, oh i know what you're talking about yeah maybe i put it back in my pocket no it's i didn't oh here it is yeah it's in my butt pocket mm. here we go no because i need to keep my uh phone charging because mm. reasons um yeah it was neat seeing a t28 uh that my dad flew in the navy and uh You're hanging out at an airport for like two or three days. Uh, it says now you're not loud enough. Oh, now I'm not loud enough? Okay. Mm. Upping the gain on me. Upping the game on me. Gain on me, gain on me. Gain. Gain. Me on. Those headphones right over there. Yeah, in the now other they room say and I'm not getting out of my chair. <laughs> yeah, no no point. They, they said it's good. All right. Um, but yeah. Hmm. It's weird because I wanted to be a part of that world because I have this weird fascination with like social casts. Mm. And it all comes back to growing up, you know, around here and realizing that in one way, Schuylkill County is the county that Berks County looks down on. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, But on the other hand, there's like unresolved stuff from from childhood being like okay you're the gay kid who's getting his head pushed in the toilet and being called a faggot and stuff like that and that stuff unfortunately is going to be with me probably for the rest of my life so i get hyper focused on being successful making money and there is like a dirty part in my brain when i get on a plane i'm not in the back i'm in front i'm in first class i'm getting served i'm looking mm-hmm. at your dumb redneck racist you know ass 
You're yeah. in the back where you belong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up here. Guess what? The faggot's up for. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm in first now. How do you like that? And it, and that's what's going through my head, man. Yeah. And these strangers, yeah. I have no beef with them. Yeah. They're just going back. But this is stuff that happened in 1994 yeah, in like middle school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like it's interesting that you say that. I, I was just having this conversation with my black belt on my mm -hmm. podcast. <clears throat> when like with doing jujitsu, like once you kind of have. Once you've been practicing jujitsu long enough, you can't help but kind of size people up in the room. Mm. You know what I mean? You're always like, man, I wonder if I could beat that guy in a fight. Mm. Like the way he's standing, I'll bet you I could get a really good entry on that limb. Mm. It. It's just a weird thing. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to be thinking about breaking people's limbs, but right. it's like my brain just like I'm programmed because I do it every week. Like, yeah. it's, it's just what I do. And uh, well, let's see, he's supporting himself on the bar with that one hand, so his balance isn't that good. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> How long have you been doing it? Oh man, I uh, so I just got my purple belt, which okay. uh, is congratulations, like, congratulations. Yeah, there you, you go, much obliged. Um, so I've been doing it about between like five and six years, uh, typically. It takes you like a year or two to get your blue belt, depending how good you are. And it took me about that. Um, then blue belt for that for a good four years before mm -hmm. you get your purple belt. Mm -hmm. um, and you should demonstrate, you know, proficiency as a martial artist at, mm -hmm. at that level. And I'm not like a very good competitor. Like I, I was telling you guys, like I, it, I, I don't have a YouTube video, but I was going to say like, uh, I do have a video on my phone. I can show you mm -hmm. uh, my last competition, the first match in, in the gi bracket, I ended up breaking a dude's foot. Um, which, so, which I, but you didn't even mean to do. Did, you said, cause yeah. you'll see like in the video, I'm like, dude, are you okay? Why didn't you tap? Why yeah. you let that happen? But what, what is it with like uh, the videos that he's shown me from this tournament yeah. are all people who are refusing to tap and having the ref come in and stop it. Like this guy goes completely out, dead <laughs> oh, in the that eyes. Was a different one, but yeah, yeah, yeah different one. Deal, but like man. this foot one, like if I feel things starting to go, you know, and I'm trapped and I can't get out, like I'm caught. Yeah. And but like I, I don't I have don't that. want to brag, but it, it's one of my better submissions. What I hit this guy with, and it's like, man, like you should you should know you're in danger when I have this locked in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's no. I don't know what his ego was or what it was like man i feel like that's part of fight acumen of uh, or the mentality being that you don't just know um when you, you know, like no means of ingress and egress into a guy's uh sort of you know guard or anything yeah, yeah, but you know when you're caught yeah like if, and i'm dude i'm humble like i don't have health insurance like you know, i'm sure <laughs> there's people out there that can relate like i was doing a lot of tournaments and stuff like after COVID, and i had lost my job but man, I was, I got more humble, man. I tap early, tap often. Like yeah. that's, that's what they say. And yeah, that, that's yeah. a great mentality to go with if you want longevity in the sport. Exactly. You can live to fight another day exactly. and the best of all time have li lived to fight another mm -hmm. day. You know, uh, there's no shame in, you know, saying like, Hey, I got caught. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I've, I've had like really, like really high level dudes, like top, you know, 10 in the world that say that like, dude, like you're going to get caught by anyone. Like, especially if you're a name, people are going to be gunning for you mm. on your, like, it's going to be their best day and your worst day. <laughs> and you got to, you got to continue to show up. Um, but yeah, anyone can catch anyone. And uh, yeah, man, tap early, tap often. Anyone yeah. out there. But it's an interesting thing about jujitsu that, that I like to like kind of impart on people. The reason uh, jujitsu has this um, 
kind of cultural thing where like you see like a lot of older people doing it right like you don't see a lot of 70 year old boxers taking no, it right no. but you'll see a lot of these like like there's like it's common it, you common you constantly see it on like instagram and shit yeah like oh my grandma's doing jujitsu now like you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's because you can do it like at an older age at your own pace yeah and the reason is in my opinion like uh in jujitsu what, what separates it from other martial arts is i'm putting the re responsibility into your hands of whether or not you get injured because mm. of the tap yeah in boxing i have to be responsible to pull my punches yeah you. you know what i mean yeah it's, it's different i'll never forget this one time when we were when we were sparring at the gym it was sparring but it was kind of like none of us have mouthpieces just pull your punches don't be careful you can just 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 tap 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 and it's never tap, tap no ever, dude. <laughs> you just start getting excited and i'll never forget a shout out to this uh uh one guy um jason i know his last name but i don't want to say his last name um but anyway he was like he was like we're all just like you know doing it casually yeah. but then you start getting in your head and you start bobbing a little yeah. bit and this guy just pops me right on the nose and i'm like all right, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> so then he goes, he goes for like a hook, and he and he goes a little bit wide. No, no, no. He he goes he goes for he goes to to, to kick me. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I catch it. Oh man! And I felt like a million dollars. <laughs> I catch it and I throw it away. And I'm like, yeah. this is awesome. <laughs> this stuff actually works. He goes and does the same move. Like 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 maybe like twenty seconds later, he does the exact same thing. But it's coming faster so i thought well i either i eat it or i just bring my arm up and his shin hits my elbow right here and i didn't feel anything it but he felt yeah, it like 100 i got it right in the sweet spot where yeah. you know there's no yeah. there's no what is it there's no meat there's no anything yeah, there yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, the no end nerve, of your bone yeah. And you heard this, it, it sounded like two pieces of wood just yeah. hitting each other. And everybody else in, the, in, in that mat room that we yeah. walked through, they just stopped. They went, Ooh. <laughs> and this guy starts limping. And he had this welt by the end of it. And I felt so powerful. Like, <laughs> I just stopped his leg with my elbow. Yeah. No, I got lucky is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but, a, yeah. it's that always sunny where Max scores a point in that like, yeah. tournament just by blocking the guy. Yeah. It's, you know, something where you don't know what you're capable of until you're actually put in the position to be capable. But yeah. also, you know, there was going to come a point in time where your skills were going to be tested. At least it was in a controlled setting. Yeah. yeah, and then Dante says, "All right, guys, <laughs> take it easy. Just work on clinches or something yeah, like that for funny. a while." After the guy's like writhing on the ground because he Anderson silvered himself oh, <laughs> in the shin, <laughs> it's just a you know. nightmare. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's funny. We haven't had that many car questions yet. Um, I really, really appreciate all the people who are just like sending us monetary super chats, but we will get to every single one. Of them. And we will get to every single one. That's like imperative to us. But um, knock on wood that, you know, the, the storm doesn't roll in and knock yeah. everything out. But um, yeah, feel free to ask us stuff about um, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, and hello to Brian Siskard. I think Sisk I'm Siskind? Siskind, excuse me. Yeah. He said, 
he he's sorry he stopped his art fight podcast he would love to have uh brad on oh man he's yeah. all the well, way down maybe, maybe i'll have you on mine so yeah me up, dude. he's yeah. based out of uh tennessee but he does a lot of flying if oh, i yeah, recall he pilot's license. yeah he's he's solo, so yeah. that's gangster yeah, yeah. i mean the, everybody out here is learning to fly but me Yo, <laughs> like dude. i'm just like i mean granted, Are you now is that why you were going to check out planes mm -hmm. what dude no, no I, I, I only have like four and a half hours. I mean, I had my first landing, and that was a great sense of accomplishment. I know a fucking plane. Yeah. Um, and it, it's on the regular in Rome, and it's but the thing about landing it was I'm talking, you know, just be like Nick Mullen and just chew right into the mic as I eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 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 Greg International was is that's his plane that's his pa-28 and he's been just taking me up but I, in order to stay calm about stuff i have to joke about it i can't take it seriously yeah, i have yeah. to make just dumb jokes like yeah. like um we're not so different dude yeah yeah <laughs> like like when i was when i was learning the the basics of dutch kickboxing i mean the other guy who's yeah. leg i blocked we would joke all the time and half of it was just waiting for like a beastie boys song to come on because yeah. we know all the words and just be singing it at all each other you know, <laughs> taking the different parts so so anyway i just kept doing like the pilot uh welcome aboard this is uh flight two three four five uh service of charlotte uh so Greg and I started uh, uh, right back at each other because, like, that was like a security blanket of comedy that I could hold on to. At the same time, I realized I am landing a plane on a grass strip, and it's all me. Oh man, he's got his hands is, off. His is grass control. harder than I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> I would imagine that it. Tony, would be. Tony Airline says it's harder because I guess you bounce and you yeah. roll because it's like. You sl the plane slides like yeah, like right. Like I, I would like, imagine there's give. Yeah, I imagine yeah that too. But like there, there's consistency to landing on something more solid, yeah. like you know yeah. tarmac. Uh, yeah, because Greg says don't hit the brakes, like don't touch them. The plane will go. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Whereas I think Tony said when you land on a traditional runway that's just like a road, the planes just have brakes like like a car. And the brakes, you have pedals down there, you know, rudder left and right. And the brakes are on the top. So if this is the tail, and then this, for people who are just listening, I'm just pressing the top. You press them, you press the tips, the tops of the pedal down. They're hinged a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's your brake. And what and does, what is that? Does that control actual like hydraulic brakes on the wheels? Or like is that some have things on the wings? Some have hydraulic though, these are just your wheel brakes. Okay, okay. Um some planes have air brakes. Most light aircraft don't. You really, your flaps are kind of your brakes. Mm -hmm. And also just throttling back slows, surprisingly just chopping the throttle, closing the throttle all the way. That slows the plane down pretty quick too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, and also you can independently control your left brake and your right brake. Yeah. So, that and sounds, that's, that's a way to like Tokyo drift the plane oh, around yeah. the corner. Like it can pivot on one wheel. Like, well, apply brake to one wheel and just hit the gas. Uh, so the plane will just pull itself around. Like imagine having two e-brakes, one for each wheel. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So we got two answers on whether the uh, um, 
grasslanding or uh, tarmac is, you know, the difficulty levels. Uh, Zach Heilman says grass is harder for tricycle gear airplanes. It's easier for tail draggers. Ah. While Brian Siskin says soft field landing technique is more challenging, keeping weight off the nose. Okay, yeah, because that's what he said. You wheelie it for a while. Or front yeah. wheels off the ground. So, so yes, it was a PA-28, so it's tricycle landing gear. Yeah. Um, there was also uh, Seven Moods asked, uh, update on the Subaru and the Toyota. Okay. I was telling Brad about this on the way. Goldie, the Subaru Forester camera car, it stays remembered. Um, it's, and it's no fault of smell. It's kind of a fault of Subaru. They didn't do a good job rust protecting those things. And Pennsylvania is just having, she's just, what did I call it? It's like the bottom of the car is just Doritos now. Yeah, Dorito basically. rust. Yeah, dust. It, it just looks like yeah. yeah. You can't you can't jack up the car anymore. The pinch wells are all gone. Mm. Like, like, in order to get the car up on a two post lift, you have to put your pads on the suspension where it meets the body. That's the only solid point. The car is not going to pass. I mean, you could take it to a place that'll pass it. You know, yeah, one of those sketch places yeah. where they're like, "Well, if if you yeah, they like to check that the tires are good and that you're kick the tires you know, a few times, uh -huh. check your here's own. your sticker. Yeah. There you go. But legally, like this will be its last year. Yeah. So um, I have to buy a Toyota 4Runner is the only car that could possibly replace it, other than buying another forester but life's too short to keep buying the same car so what about the, the like yeah. delica considerations um yes possibly mm. now we're dealing with a slower car and uh, i don't i've would i have to take the back seats out to get mounting points for the tripod um and it's also now you have two sort of exotic cars that aren't really ideal for daily right driving. whereas oh i need a part for a toyota 4runner Okay, all of them, you, yeah. you know, it's it, wherever. So I think it's, I mean, I, we both know a number of people who daily JDM cars, like as their car. And I, to me, that's an unnecessary risk. Yeah. Um, and the Sarah, I'll have probably until March. Um, and that'll go up on cars and goods after we make the, uh, make the video on it. Um, I still have, uh, I got those uh, fog lights from Diode Dynamics. I need to make a little video for regular Roman. Can you tell me how you got the Sarah? Like, yeah, all it takes is money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how much? You, you, I mean, you don't have to answer. Well, the guy was dragging his feet, though, yeah. too. I don't want to say he was dragging feet. It was a combination of COVID and then, like, um, I, I wanted, like, I expected this car, I wanted the car to be perfect. Yeah. Um, so there were a few things that needed to be fixed that he fixed. And then there was other stuff that I wanted to be sure. Long story short, when you when a car comes through customs, you have to expect that there's going to be sh shenanigans at some point. So, some people take parts off the car. There's very low oversight. Um, um, oh, wow. Like uh, like people in the in the supply chain of how it comes to you end up take stripping parts off and shit. Yeah, like there's like a rare that. part on the car that can come off with like a screwdriver. Yeah. It may not be there when it gets to port. Damn. You know, or when it gets to port. I mean, it'll have all its wheels. It'll roll. But say it had like uh, some of them lose their... No one really steals head units anymore. No one really steals radios, but... Some people may st steal wheel covers yeah. or stuff that's easily sold. Yeah, like hood ornaments, like are yeah. definitely a hot thing that's probably take off. Yeah, like I remember when that was panels. all the rage. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was like everybody was trying to, and I just didn't get it because it's like 
okay, you have the thing, but you don't have the car that it goes to. Yeah. I mean, I'm beginning to wonder if people like got the center caps on wheels, oh, yeah. take those, knobs, whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. It just disappears. So, so what I did is what I knew I was, I put the word out that I'm looking for a Sarah and my friend, um, Renee Roberts saw one on one of the Japanese auction sites where you buy, uh, cars like used cars in Japan. They have tons of them. Um, she told me to get in contact with a company that already had one of their employees over there in Japan looking at a car like there that day. So I, the company is uh, Atlanta, ATL JDM, mm -hmm. Atlanta JDM, ATL JDM. It's an import company over, down there. And um, I called them up and said, this is the lot number. It's already there. I'll take it. Get it. And I didn't even discuss price. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then it took a couple months. Took a while, while it took so long. I bought an uh, I bought a different JDM car just to hold me over. I bought a Nissan Pow. The easier way to get a right-hand drive car is to buy one that's already here. It's already documented. Course, it has yeah, a title. Yeah. For that, there are two big ones: Duncan Imports uh, in uh, Tennessee and Virginia, and also the Gold Standard, which is uh, Japanese Classics in Richmond. And uh, uh, Japanese Classics moves a lot of cars. They have a small inventory, and they move them really quick. Yeah, when buying a Japanese car, you're buying a 25-year-old car at least. There will be things to repair. It's just age, stuff. Why, why no newer Japanese cars? Two things, uh, safety and also it's a lobbying and restraint of trade thing. Because we have a different culture than Japan in regards to how we view automobiles. Um, we like to hold on to cars for a long, long time. Your vehicle's from the 70s? What year is it? Oh, 1990. Oh, well, that's a yeah, 90s. Yours is a 1990. He did not change those much. No, they no. really did. Yeah. It's a General Motors product. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's a 1990. It looks yeah. like it's from 78. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> narrowing it down. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's not a C10 pickup. So, if you're thinking of that, it's yeah. not that. Yeah. Um, it's it, uh, so. We will hold on to cars for a long time. They don't. They switch up their cars a lot. They have government incentives to hang on to cars. And so the value of a used car is not that great in Japan mm. versus over here. We're paying, well, right now we is an exceptional time, but overall we'll pay well above like probably blue book value for a used car if it's in great condition especially yeah. with low miles. So you can buy cars that have 30,000 miles, a 25 year old car with 30,000 miles on it. And it's impeccably clean. And I can have this for like 10 grand. I'll take it. Yeah. Then, then the only thing is learn to drive on the right hand side. Um, and also you can There's get all no the legal weird... issues like in the United States. For there right is no law no? that says what side of the steering wheel has to be on. That's so funny. So it's yeah. just a standard thing. It's just, it's just yeah. our, our culture. Mm -hmm. There are some advantages of driving on the right. It's very easy to merge on the highway. Downside is you can't go through a, a drive-through. No. Um, unless you drive backwards or mm. you have a friend with you. And also uh, occasionally when making right-hand, actually no, making right-hand turns is easy. Making left-hand turns is easy. It's a little bit difficult if someone's parked there, 
but it's just like you you, you trade one perspective from it for, for another. Yeah. And also parking on the street is a, a luxury. Yeah. You just get out. You're on the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. Already here. I'm already here. Direct delivery. Um, um, Baz uh, and uh, well, Arthur Van Rain here says, as far as I know, taxes increase with the age of the car and Baz backs him up by saying registration costs in Japan are expensive. Most times it's more cost effective to buy a new car than to renew your registration. Weird. That's crazy. Yeah. Is so, registering a, a vehicle in Japan really expensive? I don't. Know. I don't know. It like must that's be. that's crazy. It's bizarre. I would imagine. I, just to think of if the turnover is that high, mm. you would think that yeah, at a certain point, it just makes sense to get a yeah yeah yeah. What, what about like emissions and stuff? Do, does it pass? That's why the twenty-five year rule exists. Um, DOT or most states, because we don't have a, a federal DOT, it's all statewide, yeah. but all states agree that if a car is eligible for classic plates, classic registration, which is 25 years or older, oh. older, older, it's considered, it can be considered a classic car. You don't have to put classic plates mm -hmm. on it, but you can. And they figure, well, okay, that's that car is old enough that it's not really competing with modern cars and there's no point in restricting it. And you're probably buying it for pleasure anyway. So why not? Just do whatever you want. Yeah. So, and also the laws, the laws in Pennsylvania uh, say that, well, actually, you know, we're Pennsylvania, it varies by county. But oh, the wow. consensus is because like where we are, there's no emissions regulations in, in Berks County, there is. Yep. Yeah, so, where we are, we got to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. So. <laughs> but generally when emissions are handled, the car must meet emissions regulations set forth at the time of manufacture. So uh, a 2022 car does not have the same, doesn't have to pass the same test as a car from 2004. Um, and when you get, when you think it through, now, if you're running classic registration, there is no inspection. Mm. It's, it doesn't have to pass. It's just, that's why they're so cheap. But then also you're limited to, you can only drive it so many miles a year. Um, in terms of when I had my 1960 Ford Falcon that had regular plates on it, but even so the safety requirements, it had to pass the safety requirements set forth in 1960, <laughs> even though I'm registering it in 2018. So does it have headlights? Yes. Uh, turn signals. Yes. Brake lights. Yes. Mm -hmm. Horn. Yes. Okay. It's safe. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My car didn't even have reverse lights, no seat belts or anything like, well, the door, that was the law. Um, Scroto T Baggins here. Uh, Scroto T says the 25 year rule exists because Mercedes dealers lobbied for it. They were losing money on superior gray market or uh Europe cars um it has nothing to do with emissions or safety that's really? just the excuse they use uh, so it's our oh, european cars sorry that's what he meant um strain of trade yep yeah it kind of seems like that type of thing where most of the restrictions that happen are due to european forces like the chicken tax type yep. thing and you know it's just people want I don't know. Regulation gets in the way of progress in some regards yeah. and you end up having to wait. Someone ain't getting paid. Let's make a law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Waiting an entire generation to get certain cars from overseas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or however long a generation Toyota has. Toyota Caldina. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'll be deep into my forties then. 
Yeah. But whatever. Time doesn't exist right now. Not in these days. No. I've been listening oh, to that's that. That's cool. Those are your super chats. Yep. Yeah. Is that how you see those? That's you, so cool, man. I mean, I, I see them live here. Still doesn't have a thousand subs, but I, I'm really hoping like to implement this. Yeah, oh, it's great in my podcast. Yeah, we should go check it out. It's a good podcast, yeah. <laughs> and a, a lot of them are like live from a a, a gym. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, or, I, uh, yeah, the 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 two years ago before my current setup, um, I was literally just traveling to places, and it wasn't just gyms. Like one of my cooler episodes, mm -hmm. I had a falconer on, and we oh, just wow. went to like the conservatory. Yeah, and you just hear. Beep, Hawks <laughs> and stuff like yelling at each other and shit. Man, it's wild. Cool. But yeah, yeah, like it's not just like jujitsu and stuff like and music. Like it, those yeah. are definitely most of what it is. But I have crazy. I had a doctor from the Philly Chop. Like that oh, was, the like, a neuroscientist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had like some government grants and stuff. How yeah. do you get these guys, dude? Uh, you know what? <laughs> F funny story for that guy. Uh, when I was living in Philly, I um. I started a jujitsu program there for beginners mm -hmm. at the parkour gym. Yeah. And he was one of my students. He's just oh, a really cool. cool dude. And uh, we just hit it off. He like, uh, yeah. And like I'll, I'll briefly talk about that. Like he had this one study where he was like in charge of where he was taking like the gut biomes from different like mice yeah. and like, like a confident mouse that wouldn't be bullied easily by like other mice. Yeah. Like he would take that and put it in like the sub guys, yeah. like gut biome. And that guy would be more confident then. So he was huh. using gut biomes to turn like betas into alphas. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. That's so exactly. bizarre. Yeah. He, he goes like really into it. His name's Jaya. You guys want to check that one out. But yeah, like I have yeah. all sorts of people on. I'm really excited to have you guys on too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. About your great. travels and everything. Just doing a stretch. Don't mind me. All right. Ah, Spirit ah, there we go. Mm. Hakushash13 says, I'll probably never catch one of these live again. Huge thank you from the southernmost country in the world. Enjoy. Antarctica? Argentina? Oh, wait. What did I say? Antarctica. Southernmost country? I'm thinking. Southern <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the money is in ARS, so I'm guessing it's Argentina. Yeah, well, or no, see. yeah, Antarctica is is the most south thing, though, right? It's not a country, though. You're right. Uh, what is Antarctica? It's, it's a like continent. a territory. It's a, yeah, it's a continent. Uh, that's yeah. it. They got like penguins or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna stop talking. I have no idea. <laughs> Me neither. Yo, Gabrielle Goshner. Uh, will there be a Nick Roman EP at any point? I'll pre-order that shiz now. Congrats oh. on podcast 100. Okay, so here's what happened: is I'm going. I'm good. I'm Thank good you. Right now. Yeah, um, I am going into the studio, um, unfortunately, without Brad this time. <laughs> um, it's all good. In October to record an EP. Originally, it was going to be all serious stuff because my big goal was to prove just that I could make a serious EP. Yeah. Like serious songs, not like heavy serious songs, but like, you know, literally a song about like heartbreak, something with no comedic elements to yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah. even my serious songs for RCR have some measure of comedic element. Mm -hmm. And then I realized like it's antithetical to what I do, which is that, yes, I would like to be in theory, be able to do this. Right. But um, I, cause I like making people feel, yeah, um, yeah, it's like sure. a lot of people like still my most downloaded song in like forever is the great unknown, which is a song I wrote about like my dad who I miss. And it's like, but also in a way that like, I never knew him as much as like, you know, it's the great unknown because you don't know what you're missing. Of course. And so it's, 
I can do those types of songs, but the whole EP can't be that because I like making people smile. Yeah. I realize that as much as making people feel, I just like making people smile. And so if I can do that with like a funny, goofy song, like last year's uh, Christmas song with all the automotive YouTubers who uh, cameoed for it, which was really nice of them to do. Um, and so many of them got back to me like right away. And it was such a nice like Ned Flanders leftorium moment mm -hmm. of just all of them coming out of the woodwork and being really cool about it. And um, it was uh, something where I'm like, I can't top this for this year's Christmas song. So let me do an EP where I do a song that like, I like to alternate the songs. So like a funny one, a funny, but serious one, funny one, funny, but serious. Um, and so this one's going to be like more on the serious side, probably I have like three songs in mind, but the EP will be out in December, uh, hopefully. And it'll be like whatever the RCR Christmas song is, maybe like a serious song or two and then like a funny a funny song or two yes because i've been writing all year and over on my instagram at the roman nick all one word and it's like uh i preview some of the songs because it's like i've been writing forever and there's this one song called the year that i've been writing forever because i don't know it changed over time like in 2019 it was about heartbreak on new year's eve or just generally hating new year's eve in general in 2020, it was about wanting the year to be over. And in 2021, it's more about having hope about just life in general, that like with every new year, every day is a new opportunity mm. to do something different or for things to change in a positive way, which sounds corny, but it's also something that like I would, it, I understand that the stuff I write is never going to sound like I don't know, like radio stuff. So I just want stuff that sounds like me, yeah. you know, and you know what that's like, because yeah, like you, you're well, for one, you like helped me on the first album mm -hmm. and that was instrumental to helping me find out like what I want my music to sound like, but also like as a musician yourself of trying to figure out stuff that expresses who you are. Um, and like for me, songwriting is really hard because I'm just like, this is like i wish writing lyrics came as easy to me as writing like maybe you know jokes for like the average rcr script but it's, yeah it comes harder because you want everything to be so loaded with meaning and you realize after a certain point some of the greatest songs of all time are just really straightforward lyrics you mm -hmm. don't have to think too much about them and the melodies almost sound like nursery school rhymes if yeah, you, yeah if you were to play them on a xylophone or something Definitely. and so i don't know it's just something where yes i i don't know like what all is going to be on it because i have a couple songs i could put on it i only have enough time between october and release to record like five songs so that's mm -hmm. why it's an ep and not an album yeah but yeah i'll just i'll just pick stuff and throw it on there you know mm -hmm. how it is it's do you feel like uh your degree in like english and just the general nature like anytime i've talked to you in the past it, i've always been impressed by like how articulate you are and everything oh, like that you. Um, and even in like specific, like, I don't really like listen to that much hip hop stuff, but the, the rap lyrics and stuff that you put in your mm -hmm. music is always really tasteful. I'm like, mm -hmm. damn, dude, that cut, that, well, that was really tight. My favorite one yeah. is the, uh, the, um, I think it was a 91 civic. Yeah. The, like an EF hatch or the, one of the hatches. It was a, it was the little blue one when it was so yeah. all boxy. I think that was my favorite rap. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's it's something where like 
I've been rapping since I was like in high school because mm. I would do joke raps. It's <laughs> funny. I used to do parody songs too. So it's funny that this is like what I do um, mm. for a living. And it's something where, you know, I wasn't trying to be a good rapper mm -hmm. per se. I was just trying to have like good lines Yeah. yeah. Um, because there are rappers who will always be – and. I don't even like consider myself a rapper. I'm just somebody who talks. Not a rapper. Um, <laughs> I, I talk to a beat. Um, but their music is much more like pointed and sort of um, like, and by their music, I just mean like the rappers who actually do it professionally. Yeah, like in the mainstream. Yeah, in the stuff, mainstream, yeah. like there, there's more of a sort of um, understanding of technique than what I have, which yeah. is that. I have a style, but that's like the only style I know how to do. <laughs> and so every one of my raps kind of have a similar cadence. Yeah. And whereas you have like great rappers out there, um, I'm thinking like Kendrick Lamar, you know, it's just, uh, you know, even Kanye has like, you know, different sort of construction to mm -hmm. his lyrics and uh his uh tempo mm -hmm. and i'm just yeah, like i can't match that so let me just do my own thing and that's the answer to everything in writing and is just doing your own thing like when people ask me like how do i become a better writer because i did this instagram q a not too long ago and one of the questions was like how do i become a better writer it's like after well first of all like read good writing but mm. also or just read in general yeah. as much as possible because then you get the tenor of good writing yeah. but like writing in in the context of music writing anything writing in anything. general yeah. yeah and then also learn how to like trust your own instincts yeah. do you um, remember do you remember ethan yeah you're, you're, yeah yeah like my guitar teacher basically uh like my first like formal guitar teacher was ethan mckenna from black crown initiate if you guys want to check them out they're like really popular metal band anyway uh, i had him on the podcast and one of the things he said is if you have writer's block it's because you don't have anything to say mm. oh wow yeah so you need to you need to go out to your comfort zone and find something that inspires you um and that could be a negative thing and i think that, that that's funny like may, maybe you can riff on this nick um but in my experience, it's a lot easier to write uh, like sadder stuff because you use music as a tool to process those emotions. Yeah. And when you're happy, you don't need to use music to nah, process that. That's the thing. So you can't really write happy stuff as easily because yeah. yeah. you just want to own that. You know? Oh, well, when happy, you're happy, all you want is, here she comes now, Simone, Simone. <laughs> This song is seven minutes and it's just moaning, yeah. moaning, like fuck yeah, it's moaning, moaning. I, I find it easier to write happy or like funny stuff. I guess like upbeat stuff because yeah. then like I'm not worried about like I guess exposing too much of myself was always like a concern, like the vulnerability aspect, um, and that oh, was that one of the sense. challenges okay. with like doing the, the more um, serious things. Yeah, because it's like does anyone really want to learn anything about like my past heartbreaks? It's like, not really. Yeah. Like I hardly want to know about them. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause then I, I'll, I'll take a splash. I'll take a splash. Yeah. Thank you. But you know, sometimes, but there's a lot of things that you talk about. Like the hardest song I ever wrote was the one about my dad, because I didn't know how to like, I had a hard enough time processing what that meant as an adult in real life to then put it in a song. And I'm like, well, if I look at it through the lens of, uh, not of things that happened to me, but things that didn't like all the things that I didn't get to do all the things of like the question of how there are certain things that I grew up not knowing how to do because I didn't have a dad um, mm. or other, those types of things, you know, um, 
it's it became much easier to do but it was still difficult in recording it was hard but you know you learn how to do those things after a certain point because it's either you don't have a choice not to do them mm -hmm. you know so no that's awesome well this is kind of like an interesting segue um going from like the the comedic uh like you're taking like pop songs and like adding a comedic spin to the lyrics in the uh, intros and outros of like, you know, the, the older RCR videos, but now you've been kind of doing this story. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? A little <laughs> Maybe like your viewers don't even understand the context. Well, well I mean, it's like a lot of the time, um, it's, it's that strangely enough here I am talking about like doing an EP, but the reason I started doing that because I was sick of doing outro songs yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because I, I didn't want to do parodies because they were lazy or I felt they were getting lazy. Yeah. I mean, have been, but then I didn't have enough original material to do with any sort of frequency. Now I'm starting to get the itch to do the music again. So mm -hmm. I am wrapping up the time travel storyline in like the next two weeks, but the whole re it didn't start out as a time travel storyline. I just started talking like I, I had just picked up my new glasses from an America's best and decided, Oh, for the outro, I'm just going to plug the second channel and then make it sound like I can't find my car. Yeah. And then I'm like, for the second one, I'm like, well, why don't I keep that going? All right, I found the car, but now for some reason my car was outfitted with time travel technology and, <laughs> and yeah. nobody told me about it. So now I'm traveling through time. And then for the third one, I'm like, well, if I'm going to be traveling through time, then the places I jump to should be hints about where uh, what the next video is going to be oh like dude, that's so cool <laughs> so um like for the like for, for the evora like i sort of rivet gun this this very clumsy sentence in there that uses the three words that were used to come up with the name evora um and then uh for the outro to the evora is um like a hint to what's coming next week and you know it's like or when i jump to you know the, like the one that set up the passat is like i end up in i don't know germany and i'm like well while i'm here i have an idea for a sedan and it's like you know originally it was about ways i was accidentally messing up the timeline and now it's just about all right i'm not messing up the timeline but i just need to get home and now <laughs> it's like me running out of money and you know donating uh bodily fluids to uh -huh. science and then that having you know repercussions as time goes on oh, man. and so it's interesting it's fun to do you know it's fun to do because like i'm not an actor but i like doing i like telling like fictional yeah, stories and i haven't got i haven't really exercised that muscle in a long time the most i do it is when we come up with these fake characters like rinaldi and klein yeah or they rinaldi and klein should get into the auto inspections business uh, like rinaldi and, rinaldi klein, and klein new authentic we new york style well, you got $45, you got yourself a sticker. Yeah, we're going to kick the tires a few times, and then we're going to let you go. Uh, you, you, you tell your mother to call me. The car got good brakes. Well, obviously, you got here and came to a stop. You didn't drive through a plate glass window. I think your brakes are good. Yeah. So what? It's covered in cake, caked in uh, rust. Yeah, I know the inspection sticker doesn't glitter like the one you had last time. Don't worry about it. Hey, let me talk to my guma. She knows somebody who works at like a nail salon, and that person has a husband who works at another mechanic who will be able to come over and service you real good. It's Rinaldi and Klein, authentic New York inspection. inspection. Come get inspected by, by us.
That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> What's the origin of that? Oh, uh, we were not the inclined. I've uh, heard excavation. that shit in one of your videos. Yeah, authentic, excavation. Yeah, authentic we New York to... excavation. We were talking to Dan with the uh, yeah. IDI diesel. Uh, yeah, and we, sort we of just started riffing on that. Yeah. We just started riffing of like, what if we came up with like a construction <laughs> company and like you had the word, the name Rinaldi, and you're like, yeah. we just need like another one syllable name. We just yeah. pick like the most random yeah. one. It's got a good ring to it. Yeah, I'm about to call it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's great. Like, there's you want a hole, we'll dig you a hole. Yeah. Yeah. Put whatever you want in it. Put it in. Put it in. Hey, we're you, not going to ask questions. Have you ever seen that video of like the the old Italian dude that's trying to sell the house, and at the end he's like, "He's the fucking house. If you don't, if you want it, call me. If you don't, go fuck yourself." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just going in every room. He's like, "My father he died over here. The stains on the floor." Your daughter's gonna use this bathroom. She's a whore. Your daughter, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, you're going crazy. Yo. If you've never seen it, I'll, I'll yeah. send it, dude. It's too funny. But the thing with like Rinaldi and Klein, it's like it's not so much if they're Italian; it's that they're from New York. Yeah, yeah. And I so the they New always accent, but it's they, the same they always have to like remind people that yeah. it's from New York and yeah. it's authentic yeah. New York yeah. style. Yeah. Like you know, the same way that like. I don't know, people from Chicago or Texas will always, oh, or, or, I mean, I guess even now, like people from Philly will yeah. let, always let you know, like, hey, I'm from Philly. I don't play like that, yeah. you know, before they throw some stuff out there, yeah, you know, for but, sure. Yeah, that's funny, man. Uh, will that uh, ounce uh, <laughs> says happy 100 just got back from Alaska. Wow. Went to Fairbanks, Fairbanks, Denali. Uh, pronunciation. Talkenta. Oh wait, where? Tal. Talkeetna. Mm -hmm. Talkeetna, Anchorage, and Whittier. Saw a bunch of moose, bears, and doll sheep. Excellent. Have you guys ever been to Alaska? Yeah, Brian has. I used to live there. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I knew that. You were a yeah. teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I knew that actually. Yeah. That's cool. So that's why he brought that up. I was there. I was in Fairbanks before saw the Northern Lights. Cool shit. Oh, it's yeah. great. This time of year? Fair, no, not this time of year. No. It was at, my birthday's in February, and I was yeah. in the military with a guy yeah. uh, who's had like the same birthday, basically, and yeah. he lives there. So he just invited me. He's like, yeah, oh, let's nice. share a birthday together. <laughs> yeah, Fairbanks is like, oh, it's a major city, and you get there, and it's like, uh, Nothing maybe why I'm missing? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Same. And then, <laughs> and then Anchorage itself is pretty much just Allentown. Yeah, dude. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's tiny. It's and and that's like the biggest city in yeah. Alaska. I never was there in the summertime either. I was only there in the winter months. But the people were telling me that Anchorage. They used to refer to it as as Los Anchorage. They they told me that place <laughs> got rowdy in the summertime. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You um, only got a couple of months to get it done, right? Yeah. Uh, Judd Kramer. Uh, excuse me. I think I skipped someone. Uh, thank you, Will Downs. Paul Unsnatch uh, yeah. says, congrats on 100. Thanks for making Mondays good. Hey, thank thanks you so for being much. a fan. Thanks for helping me have a job. <laughs> Judd Kramer says, welcome back. The second Hudson Valley Film Festival is this evening. I'm attending, but it just won't be the same without RCR. Yeah, that was that was a neat that was a neat weekend yeah. there to go out. That was really fun. That. Yeah, I couldn't believe we actually won that thing. Um, what, what happened? It a was film a Hudson, It was a film festival. It's a film uh, festival. It's like York. I feel weird about like like winning because what did you do? What was your submission video? The submission video was the Westphalia, the uh, Volkswagen one the, that was like yeah. really high view count. Or, well, no, high like uh, quality, value. high production oh, value. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it, supposed to be our pilot to try to pitch RCR to like Hulu or Netflix or Amazon yeah. or something like that, but um, which still exists in one form or another. But I felt it weird, like 
did I, and that, this is me imposter syndrome. Did we really deserve to win or did we just have a fan base that, that review bombed the online mm. submission thing? Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever, Hey, we have, we have a thing that Ivan Verland said the whole point of entering, uh, uh, film festivals is so that we have some sort of credit. Yeah. Like it's not just a view count. It's actually, Hey, other people said this is worthy of an award. So, yeah. well, I, I kind of do that's like battle of the bands, you know, yeah. whoever brings the most people, not exactly who's the sound uh, to the best. So you get the, yeah. You get the same imposter syndrome there. And it did have like, Hey, Ivan just texted me. So he's watching. He says, correct. That special we made is in the motor film awards. And the awards gala is September 15th in London. Oh, wow. Uh, Julia can't go, but I can. I can expense the initial flight and hotel and net networking. I don't really want to. I guess he can go because well, he's Canadian. Here's the thing is, is like I got an email because back in May, I entered a couple RCR videos from 2020 on a whim into the Automotive Heritage Awards. Um because it was open to members of the automotive press association. Sorry. I got like stuff in my eye. Um, and I got an email like a week ago that we won, but it didn't say what category and it didn't mm. say what videos. So I think the Westphalia was one of the ones that, cause it had to be videos from 2020. And so I think I, I entered like one of the RCR stories. I think I did one of the normal reviews and then the Westphalia. So we want a statue in one category and a medal in another, mm. but because like I entered them as part of the automotive press association, I tried to specify that like in the description that in the event that we win, like put like regular car reviews on the plaque, don't put Nick Roman, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's like, I'm just entering it on behalf of the channel. But I think like they're going to put my name on the plaque, which I mean, first world problems, right? It's like, <laughs> But it's strange because I don't have anything that I've ever won that has like my name on it. So that would be like kind of cool, but also imposter syndrome because like it's not I'm accepting an award for something that I didn't do by myself, obviously. Mm. And um, so I don't know. We'll figure out the logistics of the rest of it. If I get I, all I know is that the award ceremony is on Friday and I can't go because it's just like super short notice. Like I'm nowhere near Pontiac, Michigan. If I got a flight out there, it's like too late now to get it cheap yeah. or too close to the date and you know like i have stuff to do yeah like i legitimately have stuff to do doesn't mean i'm not like insanely appreciative it's just you know yeah you know. ivan says uh so left field idea for you um what are you doing next month that special we made is in the motor film awards and the, and the gala is september 15th in london Julia can't go, but I can, and I can expense the initial flight and hotel for networking. I don't really want to go alone, so you don't want to, you want to go? And I said, what, fly to London next month? And Ivan said, yeah. And I say, what days? And he says, the awards gala is on the 15th. That's the only solid date in the calendar, so the rest is flexible. Um, I didn't think I'd be traveling internationally. Can Americans go to the U.K.? I are we allowed in? Don't know. Are That's a good question. Americans. Uh, I think you can because I. Uh, this is random, but I know a jujitsu guy that's been traveling a lot. That yeah. is American. Uh, he's been doing seminars in Europe and Asia. Yeah. So you probably can. Maybe it's like a extensive process for like yeah. showing that you don't have COVID or whatever. But right. It's possible. I'm vaccinated, and do I need? Uh, I mean, I can go the get a test. Card. Yeah, yeah or, the card. Do yeah. I need like a proof of negative test within so many days? And, yeah, I'd Google it. Yeah. I'm sure it depends on like. 
Ivan, Ivan's going. Canadian and they're welcome anywhere. Yeah. They can just go. And then <laughs> supposedly, like for a while, Germany was open for Americans. So I was really excited. It's like, let's go to Germany. I want to drive the Autobahn. Let's go there. And now we're now with the Delta, we're back on Germany's shit list. So mm. we can't go to Germany. Mm. Um, Ivan, Ivan, Ivan says, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm pretty darn sure you are. It says, I am, but I am. But American. <laughs> but American. <laughs> but <yeah>. every, <laughs> every one loves Canadians. <laughs> anyway, we'll figure this out probably at the end of the podcast. It'll be something to do. Mm -hmm. I don't want any more liquor, but I do want more mouth pleasure. Uh, does anybody <laughs> want any ice cream? I mean, oh, I'm all right. What kind of ice cream? Vanilla. Just, just like a bowl? Yeah. I'm good. Okay. I thought you had like ice cream sandwiches or something. I was going to be like, dude, ice cream sandwiches. I would fuck with that right now. Or a drumstick. Yes. <laughs> chocolate on the bottom yeah. of it. Well, Come oh, on, dude. man. I saw a thing that it's just a package of just the little tips at the bottom with the chocolate. <laughs> but it's satisfying but because like you get coming, to the end of it. But that's like coming every time you stroke. Yeah. I don't need that yeah. much yeah. pleasure yeah. in my yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Ric Flair trending because he ate ass on an airplane. Great. Um, yeah. You see this photo? Right here, it's ridiculous. <laughs> wow, that is the nature boy, and he just he confirmed on his Twitter that like the picture's real. I'm like, damn, just good for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is he? Seventy? Seven? Like seventy two or something? Seventy two, and eating pussy on an airplane. Mm -hmm. First of all, getting permission to do that. Yes, and somebody. And then is there just anything he can't do. And he was at uh, on death's door yes, two years yes. ago. It's yes. like, yes. no wonder he's around. the Grim Reaper was just like standing there wringing his hands. Yeah. And now, like, Ric Flair is right back out there doing the yeah. Ric Flair thing. This Yo, man is living his best life. Yo, yeah. Well, speaking of living the best life, uh, you know about John McAfee? Oh, so what, I, what happened? Okay, so I heard he trended, and I'm yeah, like, I don't so know. So he's like a real life Grand Theft Auto character. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a great just, way just to describe him. Up really quick, but apparently, uh, and don't quote me on this. I like have loose research on this. Um, he was uh, supposedly like the, the the rumor is like he was suicided in a Spanish prison uh, where he was detained for you know being a Grand Theft Auto character, essentially. I'm not sure exactly why yeah. he was arrested initially, but I know he was wanted in multiple countries for, like, tax evasion and stuff. Okay. John McAfee's the guy who uh, invented McAfee antivirus. Yeah, software. that doesn't do anything. Yeah, well, he, he, he invented it, and then he, like, left the company, like, shortly after because, like, they were bastardizing yeah. like, the software and turning it into what it is now. Yeah, it's, it's just bloatware. Like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't now. do anything. Yeah. Didn't he call that this was going to happen to him though? Dude, I don't know, man. I, I, I the, it sucks because like I was legit like because I'm really into cryptocurrency and he has like the McAfee Dex. If you don't know, Google. Uh, it's like a decentralized exchange instead of like Coinbase. It's like something that's like. What is it? Just another cryptocurrency? No, it's like a exchange. Like it's like think of like a like. Coinbase is like a website where you can buy cryptocurrency, okay. but it's centralized, right? Like they own like the, the exchange. server. Coinbase does. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But the McAfee Dex is like a thing that anyone can set up and like run a server. Okay. And uh, 
it, you get rewarded uh, for for having it with crypt, some cryptocurrency. I think mm. like it, I didn't. Re- I, I want to look into it more because uh, I kind of want to set something like that up. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. But uh, I don't remember what I was saying. Uh, yeah, dude's crazy. Yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. dude was great. Rest yeah. in peace. I guess. Yeah. Um, I know nothing about him other than that. Like, he's like you said, like a Grand Theft Auto character. He's just, I don't know. It's bizarre. Yeah. The world we live in a very bizarre time. Yeah, and money allows you to do some pretty crazy stuff, as as you can see clearly from Ric Flair and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, man, I don't know. Uh, I could go down a rab- <laughs> bunch of rabbit holes with this. Yeah, but we should stay on topic. We, yeah. we got more comments. We'll, we'll probably get. <laughs> how long have we been going? We may need the sign soon. Uh, uh yeah an hour on, seven. usually we get it at like an hour 30 when we yeah. sign out so oh uh, well so we're nowhere near all these questions a lot of the or super chats are well wishers so oh, okay. they should go pretty fast i think what car foolery 100 congrats roman any update on getting a cheap manual transmission car i mean when i get the whenever i find a tfr you can just borrow sally for a oh. while just Literally, I'm the last owner of that car. Unless someone really wants to buy, or Sally, Goldie. Goldie yeah. Unless someone really wants to buy my beat to hell Subaru. That that's will not, not be gonna legal. Pass, that won't be legal mm-hmm. if you need a farm truck. It's shame because the, the body's in great, the interior's in great shape, the exterior's in great shape. It's just rusted to nothing underneath. Yeah. And so, the drivetrain you said is really good shape. Fine. Too. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I mean, even like last year, Justin Kramer replaced a timing belt, water pump, everything. That end at EJ25 is fine. Everything's. I'm sad that mm-hmm. I can't keep driving this old Forester, but, but yeah, I mean, just drive yeah. it around. I mean, like all the clutch out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I haven't been looking at all just because like I've been saving up for other things. Like I that got a new place. I'm like very much not, um, I'm still focusing on like, I feel like I'm in the home stretch for student loans. Like I can kill this in a year, maybe like by next summer, if things keep going well. And, you know, then I can focus on other things, loftier goals, uh, other car things, because that's always the way that, like, I couldn't justify. S197. Yeah, doing, like, anything else. Well, I mean, but also, like, that press car that we recently got. Like, I really enjoyed it. And I I realized part of it is, like, I. uh, my, My enjoyment of that car came back to my, you know, desire for status and everything else, because. I'm driving around in a $61,000 SUV and everything is luxurious in here. And that's right. That's right. I'm driving one of these. Cars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like the thing for it with me is less like seats. Oh, yeah. It was blowing nice. cold air on your Taint. Yeah. Come Perf- on, son. Yeah, there's no topping. AC was on point. You turn that car on, it's already cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like for me, it was more about like the technology to it of just like the things that I enjoyed. Did you play uh, with the like the radar guided cruise control? Uh yes. Yeah. And and more. the little thing that did the speaker for the back seat. Hell yeah. Which was super cool. In car intercom. Yeah. And it, so, for the back seats. Yeah. So that you don't have to like shout yourself horse yelling back to the third row to tell him to shut up uh-huh. or we're turning this, this car, car around was just pleasant yes yeah, very pleasant it. i drove my mom around in it and she was like oh this is very nice like yeah. she 
and she noticed something that I didn't, which is the little um, lights around the um, handles to get into the car. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's very nice. You get like a freaking one watt in there. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's, I liked Did everything about the Did you notice that the, the interior LED light trim lights change color depending on what car mo mode it's in? Yes. Uh, yeah, which is really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, part you of it put is... put it in sport mode, everything turns red inside the car. Uh, which is wild because it's like a three-row... The sport mode is a complete joke in that car. Yeah, yeah no. It's, it's a lateral move. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's something that you you don't even think of. where it's at in that car. Yeah. yeah. Comfort mode... You know, there's no real gauges. It's all screens. Yeah. So they just even turn off the tachometer. Like, you don't even know what the engine's doing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to give that car away too much. I kind of want to go on in these questions here. Well, can Boris, I ask, like, how do you get access to, like, the press vehicles? Oh, uh, I just, a cold email. Uh, just, hey, here's our credentials. Hey, would you like to work with us? Could mm. you put us on the schedule? And some reply, some don't. Um, appreciative to those that reply, understand to those who don't. So, <laughs> uh, cheers. Yeah. Cool. Uh, congrats on a hundred podcasters to a hundred more. Can't watch, but I'll gladly watch the replay. Thank you, Boris. Christian Macaro says, doesn't have a question. Just says cheers. Thank you. Zach Heilman says, if you had to, which electric car would you buy? Uh, like realistically, if yeah. I had to buy an electric car, Nissan Leaf. Use uh, Nissan Leaf for 10 grand. I could have a, I can have an electric car. So I'm going to go far. It's going to be a wonderful second car for when I'm not really leaving the area. And then I'll have another car. Just go farther. Yeah, Nissan I mean, Leaf. Yeah, I probably Nissan. Like, I mean, if I had like money, I would get a Mach E. But that's because I like Mustangs, and because I really liked that Mach E. The mm -hmm. more I think about it, like, but also, you know, it's. I don't know. I'm not thinking about electric cars for a while, and it's almost hard to even think of them in hypothetical terms because I almost can't imagine what it would be like with uh, the world, the post internal combustion world, um, which is, I mean, which is not to say that it's all going to be completely uh, gone overnight or anything. This, this is a question everybody goes around and around on. Yeah. You know, we've been over it. It's not a question of the car, it's a question of the infrastructure. Yeah. If there are mm -hmm. fast charging stations everywhere, what a boon it would be to coffee shops. Yeah. Yeah. Literally charge your car up, take 45 minutes, uh, have a nice lunch. Yeah. Have a nice sandwich and a cup of coffee. Look at your phone for a while. You can kill 45 minutes really quick. Yeah. Um, uh, car and mechanical asks, uh, beer and lemon squash tokens. Hope you are real. I don't know what beer and lemon squash tokens are. Um, Brian, when when you can import a Peugeot 206, which seems like an option in two years, which version would you buy? It was like a weird thing. The, like of all cars, I really like the look of a Peugeot 206. Um, and uh, it was just neat to me. I, it, it, it I don't just, even know what that is. It's I a, just think they're Le French. It's oh, a French okay, car. Okay. But, you know, it, it kind of looks like a Ford Focus from the 2000s. Okay. It's that sort of like blobby wedgy, doesn't really look like anything. But it just hit me in the right in the right feels when I saw it. Yeah. Uh, which would I get? I, I would get clearly the fastest one I could. And it wouldn't matter, left-hand drive or right-hand drive. Um, I just like the way it looked. But that would be like a third or fourth car or a car that I would have just to have for a little while. Kind of mm -hmm. like the Sarah is a car yeah. to have for a little while. 
Boxed Fossil says, I forgot to send my last message as a super chat. Uh, how do you feel about all these new cars now forcing turbos on 1.6 liter engines to cheat their way through admissions? Well, I mean, I disagree with your word cheating. I know what they're doing. They're just what when cars used to just be two and 2.2 and 2.5 liter naturally aspirated engines. Now we're having smaller displacement engines with turbochargers, so they make the same power burning less gas when the car is going slowly. So that raises your city mileage. And then when on your hot, when you're on merging on the highway, you need a little bit more. Well, that turbo spools up and off you go. Fine. I don't care. Um, I, I do realize that those cars will require more maintenance in that you won't be able to be that person who changes their oil every 10,000 miles. Like, no, no, no. You got a turbocharged car that, that turbocharger is spinning at something crazy like 30,000 RPM. You need to have clean oil in that car. So every yeah. 3,000, your ass is going, ash, your ass is going to Jiffy Lube mm -hmm. and paying the $40 or whatever to put new oil in that thing. And here comes the rain. Huh. If this is all it does, it's fine. Yeah. No thunderstorms. Right what kind of mic that. is the one that you're using? This is the often in Oh, actually, no, this is an imitation. This is Schur's SM58. No, it's the SM. I'm sorry for everybody listening. I have to pick the mic up off. SM48. Huh. The SM48 has the SM58 internals in a cheaper enclosure. Uh, enclosure. This is for someone who wants the sound of the SM58, but doesn't need to drop it. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. this doesn't, you there. wouldn't buy this for uh, a stage mic. Mm -hmm. Something <laughs> where the mic's it's gonna be abused all the time. Yeah. Not for, and especially not for a comedy show where you're gonna have that one guy He's gonna want to do the mic drop. Yeah. And a 58 can take that hit. Yeah. The 48 is not. Or it. I mean, I have a 58 upstairs. I plug both of them in. They sound yeah, that's the what same. I use for mine. Yeah. What I was gonna say is like in my uh, studio, mm -hmm. uh, the 58 doesn't pick up the rain. So. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's only here is like here. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everything you hear on RCR is recorded through a 58, but mm -hmm. that's in the upstairs studio. Yeah, you, like did you see the, the booth? On the road. No, you'll have to show uh, me afterwards. Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, which is impressive. What's impressive about the booth is that like- the It has relative, a window. Yeah, it has a window, but still like you don't get, like it's raining really hard right now. And in the booth, you wouldn't really get that much of it if you uh. had the little, um, I don't know what you call those dividers. I, I don't know, there's the one over there. It's like the Japanese- Style, yeah, yeah, style. Yeah. yeah, it covers up the noise pretty well. Like very rarely when I'm doing like an RCR stories, like I'll maybe get like an errant lawnmower yeah. or something, but that's just, you know, do another take and you're good. <sighs> Boxed Fossil says, oh, I just did that. Lo-fi camping guy. There's a familiar face. Hey guys, congrats on a hundred podcasts of Brown. Any advice for someone who's not 100% confident in their writing? Well, that's great because no one is. Uh, on a similar token, how can one help someone else who's not confident in their writing? Vomit on the page. <laughs> Just write. Nonsense. Yeah. yeah. 
you can go to the grocery store, pads of paper, a buck 58 yeah, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Most valuable yeah. advice I ever got was from my high school English teacher, which um, she said that you don't have to worry about the first draft being perfect. Just write it. Yeah. Like, and because that's not the draft that, I mean, if you're smart, I guess, that's not the draft that people are going to read. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I mentioned a little bit about this earlier that um, the best way to get better at writing is to just read because you start to get the mind for the way that good writing reads as. Um, yeah. And then the more you write, the more of an instinct you get for what your writing is supposed to read like and what it's supposed to come across as. Uh, get opinions from people, not just the ones who blow smoke, but the ones who are actually willing to critique what it is you do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, read, just read. Mm -hmm. Reading is so important. It's like, you know, it's just such a vital thing to understanding what good writing is. Yeah. And again, good writing is subjective. And that's what I say when it, when that's it comes right. to like the advice on how to help someone else who's not confident in their writing is help them understand that um, good writing is subjective and that there is no, like there are some people who adore Cormac McCarthy, others who can't stand them, people who like Stephen King, people who can't stand them, you know, people who like Annie Prue, people who can't stand her. It's like the idea being that there is all art is subjective and writing mm -hmm. is an art. And so that's how I would help somebody who's not confident in their writing is that do not be self-conscious about your writing because someone who you might see it as garbage and others might see true value in it. And I think over time you can only get better, you know? Definitely. And then I'll, I can even like go back to my sentiment earlier. Uh, like that Ethan said, if if you have like writer's block, man, you need to be inspired and passionate about something because you mm -hmm. probably don't have anything significant to write about that yeah. maybe that your words can capture, you know? Yeah. 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 You can't wait for inspiration to hit you or it'll just be yeah. sitting around forever. Seize yeah. the day. Yeah. Um, oh, Car Foolery says, whatever happened to Burgundy burnouts? I don't know, man. He talked a lot of building an STI Firebird, right? I remember that. But he would comment all the time in your early podcast. Man, I haven't seen him. I mean, maybe it's just that like we went too long between podcasts and he fell out of the habit and maybe he doesn't get like maybe, notification yeah. for it. But I hope he's doing well wherever yeah. he is. And if he did or do the STI Firebird, uh, let us know about it. Rock and roll. James Morgan says, car recommendation. Get a Jeep Cherokee XJ from down. And yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. They're great. And everybody loves Matt, Matt's off-road recovery. But they're way too bouncy. The video would look horrible. See, number one priority is whatever camera I, the car I buy has to perform the duties yeah. of a daily, a people hauler, and most importantly, a camera car vehicle. And the only one that does all of those is the Toyota 4Runner. Yeah. Because the Toyota 4Runner is the only thing with a roll down back hatch. Mm. And when we film our videos, it has to look like we're not doing anything. Yeah which is why we film through the glass, which is limits the f-stop of the camera because too small of an f-stop, too wide of a focal length, you start seeing the defroster lines. Yeah. Downside is- Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that because uh, I noticed that on your back uh, yeah. back glass. I was like, how, how's that gonna handle that? 
I was thinking the focal length is mm-hmm. the trick. It, it's yeah. seeing outside the car. Mm-hmm. It doesn't see the, the, the froster lines. They're there. It is seeing them, but they're so faint. They might as well not be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the forerunner, the back window can go down and it has the all important metal tie down loops that go right to the frame. Cause the amount of torque that I, I can explain this every single time. And then people mm-hmm. say, what about this well, car? What I, about this car? What about this car? The only thing that's that meets all of my needs is a Toyota 4Runner. The way that you stop those things from happening is if, like, the next time we go filming, literally just take a picture of the setup in the rear, and people will realize, okay, this is what he needs. It to, like, they well, see the anchors. you just put in your own anchors and just drill mm-hmm. them down in there. Well, why don't you just put the straps around the seats and like because the have to it has to go right to the bottom. You can't strap the camera to the sides of the car because it's not gonna be as tough. Hey. Oi. Thank you for the donation. Thank you for like thank you very much. much. Yeah, yeah. Um Imperator Zor says walkable cities with lots of electric light rail and trolley cars. This is your future. Yeah, that you're pretty much destri- describing Wellington, New Zealand, <laughs> which was fan fantastic. Because I get I get like weirded out in cities, because you know I don't like crowds, but I liked Wellington, because I didn't feel like there would be like I didn't have like that Phillies like yeah you I have to put it. on a bit of a front to walk around in Philly. Mm-hmm. You can't be uh, yeah. I, you can't be a soft target. <laughs> it's the truth, man. Yeah. Whereas Wellington, I could just be myself. Yeah. If you refresh? No. Oh. I just want to see before I throw up the sign. Because if there's only one question left. There's oh, there's. Oh, throw up the sign. We oh, got, we got <laughs> All right. There we go. It's the. Oh, wait. Here we go. I got to place yeah, I, it. I, no, I got you. you yeah, there we go. Out. Yeah. Uh, here, I'll use my water bottle so it tips forward. And let's see. That is visible. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, very legal, very cool. Says, how bad, an I- how bad an idea is it to buy a well-maintained 1990 four-wheel drive GMC Suburban with 80,000 miles as a, fir- as a ski camping? I think that's a fantastic car. A 1990 Suburban? You're pretty much driving, driving a square-body Chevy. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, that's, they're pretty long. No more strapping your skis and snowboard to the roof of that thing. They're just mm-hmm. inside. They're big enough. So if you run into a place where you got to change in the parking lot, you know, one thing I hate the most about snow sports is having to change in the parking lot of a gravel parking lot and instantly my pants get dirty. Mm-hmm. It's just that and my socks get dirty and I got to put them in my boots. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to pay for a locker inside. Mm-hmm. For sure. So the idea of like putting on the pants and like, well, for people who don't understand, like snow pants, they're really long. If you wear them with shoes, the cuffs are on the ground. Yeah. They're made for yeah, going snowboard boots. boots and yeah. ski boots where you got like a few more inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, with a, with a Suburban. You take the third row out 
you got tons yeah. of space. There's a I I'm friends with a funeral director, and they use a suburban to transport bodies, mm. um, which is interesting. It's like there's like there's outside you, of the procession, like not the hearse. Yeah, like whenever like they get called, mm. like hey, like this dude, this dude's dead in his apartment. Go pick him up. Like yeah. that, you know, they, that's what they that's what they haul him in. Do they yeah. really put them in bags? Yeah, yeah, black body bags. <laughs> yeah, and like, there's a box or just a bag in the back of the suburban? It's just a black black bag. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's crazy. I'll, t- I'll tell. Oh, it's kind of grim. Do you want me to tell a story? Is it like they did they find somebody like after a few days? Yeah. Is it one of those stories? Yeah. Was the body like liquid? It was pretty gross. But uh, anyway, essentially they had to multi multi bag it and then uh, put it in the freezer and the maggots ate through a couple bags. Yeah. I'll, stop, oh, I'll stop the story there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, we all return to the earth. Yeah. I don't think I I, I think if I got I don't know if I want to be in a cemetery. Not that it matters, you're mm. dead. But I like the idea of like, and this is, I don't know if this is like hippie stuff, but like the idea of returning to the earth. Yeah. Like, like just bury me in a field and plant a young tree above me. Yeah. 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 man, 100%. A hundred percent. I'm with that. A hundred percent, Brian. I'll still be able to do some good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had this, there was this weird place in the village I was living in Alaska where uh, like in like the 1800s when this was like this like settlement. There was like this church buried on top of this hill that overlooked the bay and after a while you know the erosion and wind and everything from the like the atlantic winds coming in started eating away a little bit this hill mm-hmm. but in the meantime they ba- they would bury a lot of people outside the church in a little like graveyard so you could walk up to this hill it was still called church hill but the church wasn't there anymore and every now and again you would find like human bones coming up through the dirt that were just well they were they've been here for a hundred years and the soil they're starting to poke up yeah that's crazy and it didn't they didn't really look like anything they just mm-hmm. kind of look it was just like bits and pieces of mm-hmm. bones like mm-hmm. kind of like seashells and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that but you like, knew that, that was yeah, a yeah. that's got to be kind of eerie yeah walking around in that i'd be like yeah i'm getting out of here yeah <laughs> they were I don't think they rebuilt the church. I think they just used like the fisherman's hall as no wait, there was a church. I think it was kind of like a prefab building that they built like further in further inside the village. Mm. Mm. But going up that that going up on the hill was cool because it was neat. Like I have this a bunch of pictures. I think they're home on my Facebook because my old laptop crashed and I never printed them out, but I put, took some cool pictures of a sunset at midnight up there. And it was a lot of like deep reds and bright oranges coming in as, as the sun yeah. was setting. And uh, we didn't get a whole lot of waves because we were, we were, we were nowhere really near um, the Bristol Bay area. We were pretty far in, yeah. but like, um, yeah, it was North Atlantic then Bristol Bay, then Igigik Bay and then Igigik River. So I could overlook Igigik Bay. And it's kind of weird that, that even though I was only there for five months, it felt like like a lot longer. And time kind of behaved differently mm-hmm. in that there was no weekends. And like what I what I experienced at the beginning of, of the quarantine was exactly the same feeling of living in Alaska. It's like, well, what's what day is it? It's today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
and then just do your work. Mm -hmm. I like it this yeah. way. Though. Like since like losing my job and kind of like going after the entrepreneurial like mm -hmm. alternative lifestyle, um, I just feel like I feel like the work I'm doing is making the world a better place yeah. on my terms instead oh, of yeah. like me seeing someone else's vision come yeah. to life. Exactly. Know? What were you doing yeah. before this? Uh, so uh, I started like my professional life as a uh, network engineer. Okay. Uh, I used to, you know, work in a cubicle. Oh, right. You yeah. yeah, you said. Yeah. And that like gets depressing. And you're mm -hmm. like looking around you and everyone's just kind of like living the cubicle life. And I'm like, damn, that could be me in 10 years. I yeah. need to not be that. Then I left that job to move to Philly for a few months uh, to be a manager of a parkour gym. I learned how to do some cool flips. Yeah, awesome. And then, uh, and then quarantine hit and smacked the gym out of existence. Yeah. And then I've been doing this ever since, pretty much. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Worked out though. Like mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm very happy. I as long as you're happy, right that's yeah. literally yeah. like the only. I think people undersell their own happiness mm -hmm. in favor of you know. Now, ran randomly, it's like. I wonder, and this is kind of like an existential thing where I feel, I've been told that I'm a good person mm -hmm. and that I feel that I'm a good person in that I try to do good things for good reasons and to be kind and respectful to people as much as possible. But then I wonder how much of that is my personality and how much of it is the circumstances of my life right now. Like if I were working a job I hated that was consuming all of my time that such that like I couldn't do anything else. Would I be like a more short tempered, like crummy person? Would I still be like nice? And it's terrifying me. And I hope that like the fact that it terrifies me tells me that I still would be mm. like nice and yeah. that I would still try. Um, but it's hard and I really feel for people who feel that they are stuck in a position that they don't want to be in and yeah. they, in a job yeah, that they don't sure. get to call the shots and no. they have to live by somebody else's rules. I mean, it's something that is just, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, like soul then. Have you ever heard that adage that like you take your day out on the people closest to you? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of the same thing. And I hate to like keep coming back to jujitsu with this, but that's another thing that like I was pretty depressed. Like I, after losing my job, I'm like, oh my God, like I uplifted my life out of Reading to go to Philly. Yeah. And now like I'm jobless and like, yeah. what am I supposed to do now? And um, like go like jujitsu kind of kept me out of that. It got me out of that depression. I got yeah. invited to like this underground open mat in New Jersey, yeah. random as hell. And uh, it just what is an out. open mat? Uh, just like a bunch of guys show up and fought, like spar. Oh, okay. You know, you know yeah. we're just trying to like a bunch of guys just trying to choke each other, and then we get Indian food. And, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a fucking great time to be honest. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And so like once a week, I would go down there, and that that, that kind of motivated me to, um, you know, take charge of my life and shit like that. But more importantly. It helped me kind of um, – I had a cop on my podcast and we were talking about this, right, where I think it's really important that cops specifically because, you know, like the climate with like police versus yeah, like yeah. the Black Lives Matter kind of, you know, Blue Lives Matter, whatever the fuck, mm -hmm. you know, bullshit between the two, like ridiculousness of, of, of all that stuff. Yeah. Um, if police 
had like hobbies like jujitsu, not only would it make you better at detaining people without using weapons. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I get to take my day out on guys that are also t trying to take their day out. On yeah. me, you know, even, yeah. and you know, like we treat each other terribly on the mats, you know, yeah. like, sometimes, like if you're injured, like I care about you, but you know, I butt heads with like some of my best friends on the mat and you know, yeah. we'll even say like rude things to each other, like all <laughs> yeah. the time. Like, I like, it, it's funny. Like my, my one, one really good friend. Dip my, dip my dick in kitty litter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you fucking wrong. Uh, um, but like one of one of my one I'm gonna of my buzz buttons. my head down just for you and roll it in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> but a hundred percent, it's like a my one friend. Like he, he'll do this thing where he and like he he's really good at like suffocating you. He'll pinch your nose. Is that a move? It is. It's called the muffler. I think that that's really what they call you're it. allowed oh. to like yeah. just put your. Mouth. You can even do that in, in competition. And usually, what I'll do is I'll lick his hand. You know? But that's <laughs> like, a, like a childhood thing. Like, oh. yeah, those <laughs> seem like a thing that should be happening. <laughs> oh, you're making me hard. <laughs> well, like we just say, like, give, me sweat, give me that like sweat. That. Give me that sweat. Give me that sweat. Oh, three coming. It's coming out all. It's coming all clear and viscous like orbits. Oh, but yeah, exactly, dude. You would fit right in. But like one of my really good buddies there, like he's Mexican, and he does this thing where like anyone that does jujitsu, I'll describe the move more technically. But he does this triangle choke where he kind of instead of doing it the conventional way where your head's facing toward my torso, mm -hmm. it um. It's more like I'm sitting on your head, pulling your arm up. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. You know, from behind. You do it from like a back take where you do a re naked choke. Yeah. Anyway, I call it when he does it, I call it a sombrero choke. And I always like bust <laughs> his ass about it because he's Mexican. But then like all the Mexican guys, like because I'm Puerto Rican, yeah, like, yeah. They'll, they'll always shit on me like, damn, Brad, it, your, your Spanish sounds a lot like Spanglish. And it's, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck me up because like my, my English, like, Spanish isn't the best. Um, but yeah, man, it's just the culture in there, you can just kind of beat each other up. And like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, like you're literally practicing murder on each other. So mm -hmm. it really lightens the mood and mm. lets you take life more, with more of an air of like, does this really matter? Like, yeah. that's why like, it's crazy. Like I, I, when I visit like people in New York and they're like beeping the horn and shit, and, or even in Philly, you see that yeah. it's like, dude, yeah. relax, man. Yeah. You know, if like the, that guy has a, a knife or something, like yeah. it's not that so big of a wound deal. up. Yeah. There's so much tension in his life mm -hmm. and it needs an out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and for cops not to have an outlet and they're just taking yeah. their day out on like the first guy to piss them off. Yeah. That sucks, dude. It yeah. does. I think, uh, the podcast Jocko Willink. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. He was talking the exact same thing. It, it uh it gives you other options mm -hmm. yeah yeah i love jocko oh, like yeah. the extreme ownership thing oh, like that's yeah. kind of like how i carry my my life he's my but, podcast for mowing the lawn yeah <laughs> it's like i hate mowing the lawn but i gotta do it i gotta complete yeah. the, my mission yeah, <laughs> the mission right do you guys want to like maybe like tell your your two favorite podcasts and like your two favorite? Oh, on the way home, I'm going to listen to Case File podcast. Okay, uh, so which you're doing uh, the I, I file stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I love uh, like true crime stuff. Cool. I also listen to a lot of, and that's why we drink, which mm. is. Uh, it's these two women who talk about like one. Uh, the one host talks about like a supernatural story, and then the other host talks about like a true crime mystery type thing. Yeah, and I don't know. It's it's a fun listen. Um, and also I listen to a lot of like you know Wrestling Observer, Figure Four Daily, just because like it's interesting to me. Um, so yeah, those are like my three big ones mm -hmm. for the most part. That's cool. What about you, Brian? Are uh, Jocko Willink. Uh, Tim Dillon. Okay. Uh, it's a comedy podcast. Yeah, it's fun and, as hell, dude. I mean, you throw Joe Rogan in there because obviously, yeah, but yeah. 
and then also, I mean, I love Cometown. Yeah. yeah. Cometown. What is that one? I don't know that one. Okay. Oh, you gotta send me a link, dude. <laughs> Come, how can you? Re- All right. Okay. What is Cometown? <laughs> Cometown is the podcast everybody wishes they could get away with. Oh, okay. These are three New York City, or actually two of them. Was Nick, is Nick from New York City or is he from Baltimore? I forget. There's three guys, three comedians. I mean, they were big in the New York scene. We're big, yeah. still are. Um, uh, main host, Nick Mullen, and then the two, ho- two co-hosts, Stavros Halkis and Adam Freeland. Oh, I know Stavros. I've listened to his stuff before. He's yeah. got a, he's got his own podcast, Stavi Solves Your Problems, and he had a bunch of uh, uh, a little stand-up and featurettes. He's good. I, I, I wish I would have seen him when he came to Roarsford. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he did that like when they had like comedy in a tent out there. And like for a while, like he had this interesting look where he lost uh, one of your front teeth. Or was it one of your what's these are the incisors. These are your front teeth, and maybe it was the one in between. I have to go back and watch the video. Yeah, he just lost, he lost the tooth. Yeah. And he just built a whole bit around it. He said, like, stuff like, no one asked me for money anymore. Because uh-huh. I just go, huh? Uh-huh. And, um, That's funny. So, um, but, he, but he bit it like just hitting a, just eating a chicken wing and like biting the bone really hard, and he cracked the tooth. That's wow. crazy. Really, it was really, yeah, just bad luck. But so, Come Town is a podcast where they spent half the podcast doing the ad reads. <laughs> um, if there is a theme, if there was a recurring theme to it, Nick Mullen is very good at doing impressions. He's mm, very good, very good at impressions. very good in mimicry. He got Biden figured out in like ten minutes. That's funny. And um, but they hate doing the podcast. They don't want to do it, and yet their Patreon is disgusting. It's insulting. It's sinful. The amount of money. The mm-hmm. amount of money that yeah. they make from Patreon for doing a show that, by all rights, they should have been canceled five years many, ago. Many, many times. Many times. And yet, there is a place for the. It's kind of a little bit like jackass. Yeah. Okay. But in <laughs> just verbal form. Yeah. Yeah. Guys doing things that you would never do in a million years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're living vicariously and the story, through their like, ability like to do Nick's it. And stories are, are amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so those are the big four. Jacko, um, Tim Dillon, Comtown, right. and I get, yeah, and Merlin. Yeah. Oh, what are yours? Oh, all right. Cool. Uh, so I'm really into history. Mm-hmm. So I really like uh, uh, there's just one called American History Tellers. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That one's on YouTube. Uh, all the ones I, I like for the most part are on YouTube, with the exception of my favorite podcast, which is Darknet Diaries. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard it, uh, fucking awesome. They basically like it's hacker manifestos and just okay. like, weird stuff like that. But they also have like um, – just a lot of different topics like that, that are kind of like international. It's always, it's always kind of like centered around cybersecurity and things oriented mm-hmm. in that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously I used to work in that field, so I'm pretty informed about it. Yeah. But you don't really need to have that knowledge to, to know like what they're talking about per se. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, that one's like the most well-produced podcast I've ever heard. And the topics are like, when I'm driving the bus, I'm like this, like, I'm like, oh, what's going to happen next? You know what I mean? Um, so that oh, one's really that. exciting to me. Uh, and then another one that I really like is um, like, uh, like uh, I really like a uh, hardcore history with. with oh, oh yeah. yeah. That yeah. one's great too. Oh, you just checked it out. Yeah. You know, no, I did. Gonna like it. Dude. Just, just, yeah. There's I, one that just came out. Uh, I, this one. Uh, look for the episode about kick. Do you know about kick? K I K the app, mm. uh, K I K the app. So the reason that this app, all right, I'm going to totally go on a tangent right no, here. Go, so go ahead. I'm totally eating five minutes of your podcast right now. <laughs> all right. So do you know about Apple's new thing where they're going to be scanning for like hashes of the child? child the, yeah. And like, uh, what was it? CSAM, like child uh, sexual abuse material or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is the problem is like uh, that technology can be abused. Um, to give an example, let's say you're a Black Lives Matter protester and you have a location tag in your shit. These same kinds of tools can be used to find out who was there and then incriminate them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Too, too easy, right? Like that's one random example. Maybe you're a gun owner, right? Maybe yeah. you're just a, an American gun owner. ATF's cracking down. The Democrats win. We have to hand in all our guns. If you have any images on your phone that look like a gun, it's going to get flagged. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this technology is cool. Like, no, like everyone, dude, I, like, I'm, I do jujitsu. I'll choke the fuck out of any pedophile all day. Yeah, like, yeah. I, have, I have a kid, like I, I have a 12 year old son. Anyone mm -hmm. touches him, I'm going to fuck him up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll be like, uh, like Liam Neeson and uh, yeah. Taken or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and I've had people like, uh, harm people in my family in uh, terrible ways like that. So I, I, I have a vested interest in like not condoning that shit. Anyway, um, uh, there's this app kick, right? Uh, it's, it's like, it's marketed to children and basically the app was abandoned. Darknet Diaries goes super into it. Highly recommend this episode to anyone out there because it's relevant to this, right? If Apple actually gave a shit about CSAM, they would block kick on their app store because it's used to exchange child pornography images uh. like, like easily. And, and, and Darknet Diaries podcast, like spoiler alert. Um, I'll give you like five seconds here. One, two, three, or five. Um, they talk about these guys that go in and hack the Kick app so that they can uh, basically incriminate guys asking for this shit and get their information off mm. their phone and look at location tag it so they can send it to local authorities and stuff mm -hmm. like that and say like this guy's looking for you know CSAM images. Mm -hmm. uh, if Google and Apple actually gave a shit about that stuff, why the fuck is Kick still on your app store, dude? Mm. You know what I mean? So just a uh, uh, little tangent there. Then, yeah. uh, that's just huh. something I'm really passionate about. There's this uh -huh. thing called uh, one more thing, like a shout out innocent lives foundation. If anyone's out there, uh, like that's a big, like hacker thing too. Mm -hmm. like the innocent lives foundations, like a lot of like cybersecurity experts that are really for, uh, protecting children and stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think one thing that sucks, like uh, uh, one last story, I'll give you a little anecdote of my own. My son was asking me, he said, dad, um, Everyone in, in my school, because like on my kid's laptop, I, he doesn't have access to internet stuff. Like I have it pretty locked down. Like mm -hmm. He has his apps, he has his Minecraft, everything. Like yeah, I think yeah. he should be able to get to. But you know, he can't get this certain other things. He's like everyone in my school, like you know, on their phones and stuff. Like they can get to everything. Like why why can't I have it if I have good grades? I'm like great question, man. There's two reasons. Either their parents are too lazy to implement parental controls, or they don't know how to. Mm -hmm. That's why, Gavin. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh, 
Yeah, it's just it's just funny. Like I, I had to explain that to my son. He's like, I understand. So I said, for better. Oh, or worse, that's such a cool thing yeah, that he understands. Yeah, dude, it's like for better or worse, your dad knows. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> your dad knows how to. Do it's not it, like so. a go to hell dad. It's like yeah. an understanding. I yeah, feel like, like if you need access to something, you can negotiate. I'll let it through a firewall. You can get access yeah. to you know certain websites like Ableton. Like he likes to like make music with his little yeah. MIDI controller. Mm. That's cool of you to like be open yeah. and willing to negotiate. Yeah, those things, absolutely. To man. Have a dialogue. Yeah. You know? Sorry for hijacking the podcast. Just stuff like that I'm really passionate about that I wish uh, more people were talking about. Right. Absolutely. It. Yep. Yeah, it's such a it's such a an uphill battle mm -hmm. to teach medium level computer skills. Yeah, you were people. even saying you were doing yeah, yeah, my, my gym. Yeah. <laughs> like why isn't the music playing? Well, I don't know how this thing is made. I don't understand because I don't know anything about networking. Like yeah. I know I'm I'm the guy like who I you built your own computer. You must know a lot. I'm like I know how to use a screwdriver in all directions. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's funny. But I wouldn't know where to begin. And and of course, to be honest, it you know you build a computer for the first time. It's kind of scary. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. All got, the stuff watch is fragile. Static. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, to teach people like, oh my goodness, like parental tech support and you just open up the, my computer doesn't work. Okay. Is yeah. it and, you know, it takes a while to boot up. Well, first of all, it takes a while to load. <laughs> it's like when Can I it get to BIOS. Huh? Okay. Oh, great. <laughs> no, great. Is the monitor on? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the other day my mom like mentioned something to me on the phone about how like, uh yeah something's wrong with the tv i'm just like no there isn't it's just yeah. like there's just here's what you're doing something wrong i mean, i try not to be condescending like i don't literally yeah. say like no there isn't Dude, but it's like i think that's the biggest thing like i i'll, I'll, I'll say that man the, the reason i was so well renowned as like uh, like at my job when mm -hmm. i did work it i would take everything seriously like yeah like your amount like dude like like they're doing a job that you don't know shit about. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. know how to do logistics for trucks or like yeah. Like I, I did support for like a non-ferrous metal like thing, mm -hmm. and I would love when the when the when the floor would call shit because I'd look watch when they dump the metal into the truck. I'd just want to be like, oh, that's cool shit ever. Yeah. Like what do you guys need? I want to watch this while I'm helping you. Yeah, yeah you know I like I mean? being like I know someone who's very into plants, and mm -hmm. she speaks to me as someone who who understands that I don't know a lot about plants. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I know more about plants than I mm -hmm. used to yeah. because that person shared that understanding with me and didn't like condescend and to me. And did it tactfully. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's dude. a lot That's to a be, skill, man. yeah, it yeah. is a skill. And, but I think like it used to be sort of a simple compassion. And since then it's become a skill. Yeah, Like it's gone from this thing that was a part of common courtesy and become this thing that's so rare that when it happens, we point it out and celebrate it, yeah. you know, and it's difficult to have that, I don't know, going on. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah. Cool. Car foolery. Thank you for the donation. I'm, I'm the guy with two SW20s and a 1964 Dodge Dart. You inspired me to make YouTube videos since 2016. Nice. We have some series about fixing up Japanese cars and then racing them in autocross and hill climbs. Very cool. Thank you. Very nice. Happy awesome, it's man. been working out for That you. is cool. Thank you. Uh, Dixon's Logistics uh, with some Euros. Nice. 69.69. Congrats on the 100. Longtime follower. If you ever visit Europe, I'm, I can be a fixer in the Netherlands. Excellent. 
I can put you in contact with many car enthusiasts with unique cars, semi-trucks, buses, and weed. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> thanks, oh, guys. Keep I, it going. Of course. When I was in New Orleans. When I was in New Orleans, this little like SUV rolled up alongside us while we were getting like the wedding party photos because they were outside, just outside of the venue, and just roll up. Uh, yo, if you need to get the party going, phone number is on the side of the van, and they just keep driving <laughs> past, and it's like Marion's weed and edibles. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, just, yeah. It's just Zydeco music coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love your sound effects, man. Like, <laughs> you know what's like my favorite video like of all time? Like I would th this is like when people ask me like what regular car reviews I always send them like which Mopar is best That's Mopar. Mopar. <laughs> it's like my favorite one that <laughs> no low ballers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that my uh, oh we got more, like two left. Um, Evan Paul said, "Join the stream sixty nine minutes in." Nice. Mm. This is it, Chief. Thank you. It is Thank indeed you, it. Wookie Automotive TV. Thank you for your donation. Thoughts on the incredible failure, Sterling? Huh? I believe they were a mark for Range Rover or uh, for Rover. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, Range Rover. What am I thinking? Or um. Or wait, were they? Somebody they said uh, recently drove one in Raleigh. It was as bad as you can imagine. I still don't know what this car I mean, is. It has Honda bits in it. What? Let me see. Because uh, this is going to bug what me if it? I'm wrong. The Rover Sterling? Yeah, I think it's uh, 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 Austin Rover Cars of um, North America, later renamed Sterling Motor Cars, a division of the Rover Group Company of the mm. United Kingdom. So these Sterlings only lasted from like 87 to 91 in North America. Okay. And I, if I remember correctly, the whole idea of it is that like they just were not selling. And after a certain time, they had this like overabundance of stock for a car that would not sell if they were they could mm. practically give these cars away if i remember correctly someone please correct me if i'm mm -hmm. wrong and it's uh something along the lines of how i think there was something uh related to like the british economy suddenly improving and so the car wasn't viable huh. uh, or something along those lines i i don't know it might be worth an rcr story someday if i weren't already busy on like the next two mm -hmm. yeah. but it's something to think about i don't know um and i'm sure someone in the comments knows more than i do hmm. i have every confidence that they do um, the Sterling was in accord with Rover bits, says the Starlight Alchemist. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. but yes, interesting. And then, uh, there is one more, but it is just a uh, this person's name is just nobody and it's message retracted and it's ten dollars. I think I saw the message and I think they retracted it because they didn't notice the sign and then they uh. saw the sign and retracted it, mm -hmm. but it was something along the lines about, um, how just liking our writing and wanting oh. to do some writing of their own. So I really appreciated them leaving that comment and getting to see it before it disappeared. Um, as I appreciate all of your comments and uh, participation in this live thing. Yes. Uh. Oh, uh, Starlight Alchemist, uh, shoot your shot. Uh, you said you had a message, but it wasn't a super chat. My so what is two bots? But I'll give I it like a good thirty seconds, and then in my own we're gonna house. sign off because I I know it's gonna become I like shit o'clock soon. It's gonna be shit o'clock. 
And I kind of want to do that playground fighting technique versus <laughs> jujitsu, but it's getting late. There's we could do that. We, we could do that. I know. Well, you guys still got to go back there anyway. Um, and plus, I'm, he's local to me, so like, yeah. we can wait, do why it. am I why am I offering you up? Like, I, I, like, I, I am yours. Like, yeah. we, we can, similar to that other commenter, man. Like, Nick, yeah. you're, you're definitely one of the reasons I, I believed in myself enough to try the YouTube journey, man. Oh, so thank well, you. I appreciate that so much. Oh, thank yeah. you. I'm heavily inspired by you guys. Oh, thank you. All right, Starlight Alchemist. It's a bit far up. I have no idea where that is. Um, I gotta go to the gym. Yeah, he has got to. So just drank whiskey and ate sheets. Um, so that I also come sheets. free, and I gotta go do the all huff and grunt. <laughs> gotta do the back exercises, and I kind of want to buy them a reverse hyper machine, but those are like seven hundred dollars. Oh, Steep boys. All it is is a table, <laughs> but I know, but I got to do this thing on my back and all my time on my computer and sit in a chair and not good. You know what you got to do? Start laying on, on your chest yeah, on the floor and do the laptop. Yeah. Life hack. Stretch that lower back. Yeah. Just do it for like an hour and then the rest of the day get normal. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Neat. Because like I used to like yeah. read that way. Yeah. But I'll play like a game of League of Legends like that. And yeah. just take like a fucking hour. And then by the end, I'm like, all right, my back feels like back to normal. <laughs> yeah. I can't find Starlight Alchemist's question because it's it won't let me scroll up any farther. But so sorry, uh hate to do this to you, but we, we gotta get going. Um yeah. basically, uh Brad plugs. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, well, first, first and foremost, thank you guys for like oh, finally having me on. Oh, like, like, our pleasure. Yeah, dude. Like, I've come, been, come back again. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. And I'm really excited to have you guys on my podcast mm -hmm. soon. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about like your origin stories. And I always have some fun questions. I have some very cool car oriented stuff for you okay. guys as well. Um, but yeah, you can check me out on Instagram, Brad E L Bard, Brad L Bard, because I'm Hispanic, and mm -hmm. Brad the Bard was taken. Bastard, yeah. And Brad is. and Bard are anagrams yeah. of each other. Sure thing. Yeah. Uh, and like uh, like Nick said, like uh, the way I know Nick is like through music. So mm -hmm. um, I would love to do like a jam session. It would be sick. Oh, to, like, yeah. Have, like, a, old like, I gotta go get the dude. Uh, and we we can go into that like another yeah. time. But um. <laughs> I got. Like, I have this. Oh, I have this thing that I kind of want to do. Well, we'll talk off off mic. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And dude, I'm down for anything. Man. Right. Anything you guys want to do, I'm in. Like, okay. yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and then uh, check out my podcast, Bard of All Trades. Uh, lots of MMA content. Lots of music content. Uh, like I'm like a jack of all trades, but you know I do music, so the Bard of All Trades. And uh, I can't wait for them to release uh, yeah, uh, the review of my studio. We'll yeah. Yeah. At that. yeah. 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 <laughs> Looking forward to it. And oh, yeah. so until next, next time, time, thank you to everybody who donated uh, through Super Chat. We'll put your money to very good use. Thank you to everybody who donates to the Patreon. You're helping RCR exist as a much larger channel than it really is. Thank you to everybody who watches every Monday. And uh, I just finished all editing. I'm just waiting on the, the closing bit, which I think we just yeah we just, we yeah. just recorded the thing that has to go in. I'll do that later. Mm -hmm. And it's Matto coming in late sneak with the attack. Australian sneak dollars. Uh, just saying sneak attack. Thank you so much. Um, so that's it. Thank um, you, guys. Have a very good night. Take Bye. care. Cool, man. Thank you cool. guys so much for having me on. Dude. Thank you for fun. being